listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's get into the waiver wire. Let's get it popping. Let's do it. Yep. Final one. Shedding a tear. Super sad. <laughs> let's get it popping. Tyler Algier at number one. Uh, we spoke about Algier yesterday, you know, but he has now taken the lead, a legit lead, in the Falcons' backfield. Uh, 50-50 split, you know, up until this past weekend. Uh, but he had a 23-9 to lead on, on Patterson in terms of opportunities in this game. 18 carries, five targets. He has Arizona this week, so that's a great matchup. Uh, he's right at the borderline of being 50% rostered on Yahoo. He's mostly rostered on Sleeper, close to 70%, but he's widely available on ESPN. So, you know, if he's available, grab him, right, start him. If you're not starting him, just grab him and put him on your bench so that your other uh, your opponent can't get him. Uh, but in most competitive leagues, he probably won't be available. But in yours, he might be. Yeah. No, I, I like Tyler, Al- Tyler Alger as a guy a lot this week, you know, to pick up the waiver wire out of the week um, because – he had that, you know, receiving workload a little bit. We saw that in the past couple of weeks. He was over 50% round participation, which was pretty cool. But then you also talk about him, you know, out snapping and out pacing Cordero Patterson touches on the ground too. It looks really good for him. Like you said, especially with the matchup coming up. Um, it, it's it's not fantastic. It's pretty good matchup. It's not like fantastic. But I think Cordero Patterson at this point is taking a backseat to Tyler Algier. Um, I thought they might lean into this youth movement a little bit. It looks like they are in Atlanta because there's not much else they can do with this season. Um, it looks like it's either going to be the Panthers or the Buccaneers coming out of the South. But um, I, I think as long as Tyler Algier is getting this type of workload, you know, you can't ignore it. I'd be surprised if he was still sitting on the waiver wire. We had him on this on our waiver wire last week too, and he was pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. So we, we had him on the waiver wire for like for weeks now. <laughs> yeah, but, but <laughs> so, even even then, you know, he wasn't getting this type of workload. Like this, these no, past no. two weeks, they've ramped him up huge, and it exactly. looks like he's going to continue to get that the rest of the way, albeit only one week. <laughs> yeah, no, one, one more week, but it's a good matchup too. So this is good timing for sure. Yeah. If you have Algier, um, I got DJ Shark at number two here. Outside of the Jets game, you know, where no one should have started him. He's averaging 100 yards receiving in the other three games out of the last four. And now the Lions get Chicago. And Chicago has actually been uh, very good against perimeter wide receivers who line up on the left side. And that is where Chark runs most of his perimeter routes from. But Chark still runs almost 60% of his routes overall away from the left perimeter out of the slot and and the right side. So, And that's coming into last week. So Chicago has given up the seventh most and the fifth most fantasy points to those two spots respectively over the last four weeks. So there's still an opportunity for Shark to continue that production this week. Yeah, that definitely. I mean, you look at it, we, we knew that he wasn't going to do very well against the Jets two weeks ago, and that came to fruition. You know, like, like we said yesterday on the podcast, we were talking about it. He's been one of the easiest ones to project and predict this season, I think, especially on this tail end of it. But I think you also look at the game script that this might be. I think this could be a high-scoring game. You know, obviously the Lions are fighting for their playoff lives and the Bears are scrappy. They had a tough time against the Bills last week with Justin Fields having his first dud. But I I don't expect Justin Fields to keep failing, you know, like he did last week. I think that he's going to have a bounce back game. He has that rushing ability. We saw what he did the last time they played the Lions. It's going to come down to that. If it's going to be a high scoring game, I see DJ Chark, you know, hitting that 100 100 yard threshold pretty easily. Um, And a touchdown, you know, that might be in the cards, too. And when he scores a touchdown, it's always long. So I think you're looking at DJ Chark as a really nice pickup. Um, he's been on the waiver wire too uh, a while. So I would definitely pick him up. Uh, he's been on a nice streak outside of that Jets game, like you said. 
Jahan Dotson, I have him at three here. He is not available on most sleeper, uh, on the sleeper in most leagues, but he is widely available on other platforms. Two top 10 finishes each of the last two weeks. Top 20 finished the game before that. He's on a roll right now. And he gets Cleveland this week, whose perimeter defense, you know, hasn't been great, but perimeter wide receivers usually don't go off on them. Right. So they've been right. like holding them, you know, to their floor for the most part, I would say. The only wide receiver, you know, who has really gone off lately, only perimeter wide receiver who has really gone off lately has been Jamar Chase. Right. And the last time it happened uh, before that was Mike Williams back in week five. So right. the matchup is all right. Uh, th- there might be a quarterback change to Carson Wentz. And even though Wentz to Dotson, that that connection was fine earlier in the year. Those touchdowns earlier er, earlier in the year, that w- they were against Jacksonville, Detroit, and then Dallas out of the slot against Anthony Brown. So yeah. good matchups all around, you know, when he did end up doing his thing early on in the year with Carson Wentz. So that's why I'm preferring DJ Shark just slightly over Dotson this week if I had to choose between the two. Yeah, I think that's a fair analysis. I do like Jahan Dotson, though. You know, his route participation was up to 97% last week. He actually out-targeted um, Terry McLaurin. And I don't know if that has to do with Carson Wentz coming in or not. We were looking at that. But um, I think with Carson Wentz in, we saw him earlier in the season. They had a pretty good connection. I think that that could actually boost his value a little bit more, too. I, I think he's going to be a contributor on this team regardless. It's not like Kyle – not Kyle Allen. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about the old – backup quarterbacks <laughs> the commanders but uh taylor heineke, heineke. yeah it's not like heineke was a humongous drop off um for Jahan dotson obviously those first three weeks where he came back from injury looked bad and i was kind of buying into that i was like okay it doesn't look like heineke's targeting him but then he came back he was ending up targeting him. he just wasn't participating on that on the route tree a whole lot um but now we have Jahan dotson he looks good again i think he's on a roll i don't think it's going to matter who starts a quarterback he should be able to get it done but I do agree that DJ Chark is a better play. It makes sense to have him higher than Jahan Dotson this week. Yeah, and you know, part of the reason why I think McLaurin was out-targeted in this game, uh, it's just because you know the 49ers have played a lot better on the on their right side and on the offense's left left side against perimeter wide receivers. That's where uh, Terry McLaurin runs most of his routes from. Uh, they've given up the third least fantasy points to McLaurin's side uh, over the last, actually, over the course of the season. So right. they've been stout on that side. And, you know, like we talked about coming in, that's why we like Dotson coming into last week, just because of the matchup in the slot and the right perimeter. That's really where, uh, you know, the 49ers have let up a little bit this season. So I can I, I understand why that happened this week. Not super surprised about it. Yeah. Um. So I got Romeo Dubs here at number four. He's here, number one, because the Packers have Minnesota this week. Yep. And he ran most of his routes on that left side that we keep talking about against Minnesota, <laughs> right? Uh, he ran most of his routes on that side this past week. So uh, he's also this high because Christian Watson's hip injury, right? And, yeah. you know, if Christian Watson's out, you know, Alan Lazard is obviously rostered everywhere. So Dubs would be the replacement uh, if Watson can't go. He did replace Watson in his role when Watson left the game in that second half uh, on that was on Sunday, right? Yeah, on Sunday. So if Watson does go, I think Dubs is still in flex consideration for upside in yep. this matchup. But if if Watson doesn't go, I'm thinking I'm going to try to get Dubs, Dubs in my lineup like somehow, some way. Yeah. I think he's a slam dunk if Christian Watson doesn't play. You know, obviously, Romeo Dubs, we have him under guys like Jahan Dotson and DJ Chark. I assume that's because of that, you know, ambiguity regarding Christian Watson's status. But I think 
you're pretty safe playing him regardless, even if Watson does go because of that Minnesota Vikings matchup. You know, it's perfect. Like, this is the perfect storm that you want. If you can get Christian Watson being out and the Vikings defense in the same week with Romeo Dubs, like, this guy on the waiver wire, he could be humongous. He could win some fantasy championships, I think, definitely. Um, I'm not sure if the ceiling is going to be, like, 30 points, but we've seen guys like we just talked about yesterday, Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James, who are further down this list. They were getting it done against the Vikings defense. Like I thought maybe there would be a little consolation for the Vikings defense there that they could stop somebody, but that clearly isn't the case. And we talked about that left side, like you said, they're just letting up a ton of fancy points that way. It doesn't take a whole lot to see that this would be a really good pickup if you could get him, especially if everything falls into place the way we just outlined it. So I picked up Romeo Dubs a couple of weeks ago. I have Christian Watson on this on this team, you know, that yeah. I'm in the championship with. And uh, I have Watson and I have Dubs. So, you know, if Watson doesn't play, obviously I'll put Dubs in, right? Uh, but if Watson does play, like I'm going to consider, I'm still going to consider Dubs yeah. in my flex just, you know, just for, for, for a little bit of upside. I, I, I still feel like he's a, still a decent play, uh, even if Watson can't go, especially if Watson is has a chance to be limited, right? It's possible mm-hmm. that we see Watson limited all week, come into the game, and then him not get, you know, the full a full complement of snaps. That could happen too. Um, he might not need it because, you know, any given play he can score a touchdown. Um, but, you know, something to keep an eye on this week. But at the end of the day, I'm just hoping Christian Watson plays, dude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Against Minnesota, yeah. like you do not want – like you look at that matchup and you're just like, man, come on. You got to play. <laughs> yeah. He has play. to get redemption for that missed catch earlier in the season. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, that would just be the storyline right there. Um, but with Romeo Dubs, if, say Christian Watson doesn't go. Do you think he could be like a sneaky DFS play, Romeo Dubs? I feel like he won't even be sneaky. Like, I feel like he's going to be chalk. Be sneaky. Okay. No, I feel like he'll be chalk. Like, I feel like a lot of like people, because he's going to be so cheap. I'm, I, I imagine he's sub 4K uh, on DraftKings. He might be sub 3K. Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I gotta check, but I'm I'm guessing on like on DraftKings he'll be sub 4K and he'll be in a lot of lineups, right? Yeah. I would I would even I would say that Lazard might be less owned, less rostered, have a lower roster percentage than Dubs because Lazard's price will be higher. Yeah, I think you know that what I'm makes total sense. Absolutely, yeah. like you're, yeah, you're gonna be able Lazard, to pick up Romeo Dubs really easily. Go ahead. Yeah, I think in DFS, Lazard might be the sneaky play. It's, it's weird, though, because it's just like, well, Lazard <laughs> led them in targets last week. Wouldn't you play right. Lazard? Like, I don't know. The, the price is seen, the price would be so attractive for yeah. Romeo Dubs next week. We've seen Lazard. He gets a lot of targets, but sometimes he doesn't do a whole lot with it. You know, you can get a lot of targets. Well, listen, man, before Christian Watson, you know, came into the picture, like, Lazard was killing it, dude. Like, before Christian Watson came into the picture, let's take a look real quick, dude. Let's take a quick look. He Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee off his fantasy performances in a row. 14 points, 17, 13, 17, 11, 18. All right. And then Christian Watson kind of came on at that point. Uh, in week yeah. 10. So, you know, he, he was pretty consistent and he was consistently solid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and against Minnesota this week, Lazar is going to be in my lineup. Yeah. He's going to be sense. in my lineup this week. Of course. You know, regardless of, <laughs> regardless of whether Christian Watson is playing or not. And if he's not playing, obviously he'll definitely be in there for sure. Um, all right, let's move on. I, you know, we spoke about Zach Moss earlier. I have him in here at number five, just in case you need a running back. He's probably my favorite. Like who? So I have three running backs here. Uh, you know, obviously Algier is the running back pickup of the week if he's available. But if he's not available, we have Zach Moss here in this top ten at number five. We have Chuba Hubbard at eight. Oh, well, I have Chuba Hubbard at eight. I want to get Zach's, Zach's opinion on this. Uh, and then I have Gus Edwards at ten. Yeah. Would you prefer to pick up Zach Moss this week? over guys like Chuba Hubbard and Gus Edwards? 
Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. He's in line for, you know, we want to call it number one workload. He's a primary he's not, back. Yeah. yeah, the talent isn't fantastic. You know, the situation, the offense he's on is not very good, but he's going to get the volume, and I think that's a safer bet than Chuba Hubbard. He didn't right. have fantastic volume last week. He ran for 125 yards, though. So right. I don't expect that to happen every week. And Gus Edwards, he's been, you know, he's, he's splitting carries all season with J.K. Dobbins and stuff. I'm not too worried about him having a huge game over Zach yeah. Moss. So I would definitely go Zach Moss. Um, I agree. But definitely – Pay attention to these running backs, though, because I don't know if you heard, like, the rumors are out that Derrick Henry might not play this week. So you're going to need, you're going to, you might need to replace him. He's dealing with yeah. a hip injury. And, and they we have play Hassan, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. We have Hassan Haskins down at 20 here. Right. Um, so keep that in mind. Now, I have him down at 20. I would have him higher if Malik Willis wasn't their quarterback. Will they be <laughs> able to move the ball? Right. That's my only concern. Like, you know, Hassan Haskins isn't necessarily a one-for-one replacement with Derrick Henry. If Tannehill was playing, I would feel way more confident, and he'll probably be in the top 10 here, to be honest with you, just to pick him up, because yeah. you never know. right? Derrick Henry, he, he didn't practice yesterday, like you said, so it could be a situation where Henry's out this week. Yeah, um, I, I like any of these. Like, Tyler Algier would be my ideal one-for-one placement, because, I mean, obvious, for obvious reasons, we have him as a yeah. number one. But you could also Definitely. get by with Zach Moss, I think. Chuba Hubbard in a pinch. Uh, Gus the reason why... Where I, is where I draw the line. I'm like, okay, maybe I want to look elsewhere or figure something yeah. else out. I agreed. Um, yeah, the thing with Zach Moss is that you know he doesn't really have a cap on his workload. Yeah, right. And that that's that's kind of why I have him here at number five. Like he can easily get 20 carries, you know, next yep. week against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Giants, I have Isaiah Hodgins here at number six. Coming into last night, the Colts were giving up the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks and the eighth most over the last eight weeks. So Hodgins has a great matchup and he's now had three top 24 finishes in his last four games. So, you know, you got to keep an eye on that. And then I have Richie James, uh, his teammate at seven. The Colts have also been vulnerable out of the slot lately because they've been missing Kenny Moore. And that's part of the reason, like we mentioned earlier, part of the reason why Kenny, why I'm sorry, not Kenny, Keenan Allen uh, was just like a target funnel last night, more than 40% of target share. Yeah. Um, so if Kenny Moore is out again, Richie James should be in consideration to play as like a PPR wide receiver three. If Kenny Moore plays, I would not play Richie James because yeah. they've been stout with Kenny Moore uh, in, in, you know, in their nickel spot um, you know, when he does end up actually playing. So it, say Richie James gets not Kenny Moore. Do you think he's a better play than Isaiah Hodgins this week? I think he's more reliable, okay. I would say, in PPR. The floor might yes. be safer. I think so. I, I, I think, think both of these guys safer. are really good upside plays, you know, against yeah. the Colts. That and that's what they were last week, obviously against Minnesota, and they came through. Um, that actually gives me a little bit of confidence for them. You know, I wasn't sure how confident I would be coming out of that matchup, but they both got it done um, with Daniel Jones at quarterback. And obviously, quarterback situation in Indianapolis and perfect. I, what am I talking about? Indianapolis, New England, New England, New York. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's the same quarterback situation, but um, I, I like. These guys this week, obviously, last week it was going to be the it was going to like set the bar and see what my expectations for them would be this week. Um, I think it's pretty high. I think they're both really good flex plays. You can have them at your wide receiver three, and I think that Richie James, like you say, if that matchup goes right, he might have wide receiver two upside. We'll see how it goes. I can see it. Chuba Harvard mentioned him already. He's at number eight here. Uh, the Panthers they were up all game this past week against the Lions, so they didn't really have to throw a whole lot. He didn't get any targets, but he is their primary pass catching back in that backfield if it gets down to that. Uh, but they're going up against the Bucks this week, right? And there could yeah. be enough overall volume to go around for both him and Deontay Foreman. This is crazy, okay? 
this goes to show that the Bucks don't really like to score that many points. Yeah. Tampa is now the fifth lowest. Excuse me. Uh, I'm like I'm 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 so shocked here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa is now the fifth lowest scoring team in the NFL on a per game basis. Yeah. And it, there's can a you stat, believe that? There's a stat that I saw. They've gone over 23 points once this season. That's it. Oh my god. Like that's bad <laughs> for a Tom Brady offense. And with the weapons they have, like it's just not adding up how that's working. That's brutal. Yeah. So I think regardless, like you said, of how this game goes, the running backs are going to be viable. There's going to be no negative game script for either team, I don't think, unless the Panthers come out swinging and rush for another 300 yards on the Buccaneers. You know, they're going to be involved regardless. I do like Juba Hubbard, uh, definitely. He's close to Zach Moss. It's just the fact that he's splitting carries. And Raheem Blackshear coming in and vulturing touchdowns is not convenient at all. Don't know what that's about. But, um. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a thorn in the side for anybody who has Chuba Hubbard or Deontay Foreman. They both got it done last week, but in games where they're not rushing for 320 yards, you know, that's going to come through and, and be troublesome for someone that has Chuba Hubbard. So I think having him here at eight under guys like Zach Moss, like you said, and Tyler Alger makes sense. But I think he's a really nice play because of that receiving work. We didn't see any of that last week. And like you said, can't be surprised when you're running for that many yards. They're just going to keep pounding the rock. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, let's see. Jawan Johnson here at number nine. You know, he's just a touchdown machine, you know, yep. pretty much. He's not going to be dealing with the elements this week, right? He does have a really tough matchup, though, against Philly. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you don't have that many options at tight end. He's still a good streamer because he's been that touchdown machine. Uh, and you also have Chris Olave banged up right now with a hamstring injury. Who knows if he's going to play this week? We'll see what the practice reports look like tomorrow. Um, yeah. but if Chris Olave is out, then, you know, Jawan Johnson becomes an even better play. Yeah. He's a good play. I think regardless, as long as the weather isn't like it was last week, um, especially with the tight end landscape, the way it is, he was a touchdown machine. And we talked about this yesterday. Um, you just want to take guys that are on touchdown streaks and just hope for the best. He had his bad game. He should be able to come back. Dawson Knox is the same kind of player. You know, he, he's on a touchdown streak right now. You can maybe stream him, but Jawan Johnson, he's been much more, um, consistent as far as contributing to the offense than Dawson Knox. This season, especially with Chris Olave out, like you said, um, there's not many pass catchers left for the, for Andy Dalton to go to. So I, I like Jawan Johnson here at nine at, at, at tight end. You mentioned it's a tough matchup against Philly, but I think they can get it done. I feel like there's no reason for the Saints. Like, do you think there's any reason for the Saints to play um, Chris Olave? No. Like, is there any? I, I wouldn't. You know what I'm I mean, unless like, why, why why try to reaggravate? Yeah. You know? Plus you, if even if they would try to make the playoffs, you know, if that's what you're talking about, like. <laughs> Are they going to go anywhere? Like, no. I, they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. Um, with, with Chris Olave, there's no reason. I just let him get through this season. You know, maybe rest him the rest of the way. Just start new next season. Hopefully they have a quarterback yeah. at that point that he can work with, you know, kind of grow with um, in his second year. It's part of the reason why we have R- Rashid Shahid at number 16, uh, just in <laughs> case Chris Olave is out yeah. again. You know what I mean? Because, you know, he could end up doing something this week against Philly. Um Let's see. But it is a tough matchup, though, right? Obviously, yeah. Philly on the perimeter, they're they're pretty pretty tough. Yeah. Now, let's see. Uh, Gus Edwards at number 10 here, just a running back who can give you 10 to 15 touches, right? If Lamar plays, he gets an upgrade. Nothing really else to say there. You know what I'm no. saying? He was efficient this past week. But, you know, expect somewhere between like 40 and, you know, 70 yards on the ground, something yeah. like that. If he He's, scores, he- great. Yeah, he's good for the same amount of work and pretty much the same production every week. And that touch, that upside comes with the touchdowns. Um, that that's kind of what J.K. Dobbins has been too. Um, Dobbins, I'd say, is a low end RB two with upside. Gus Edwards is high end RB three with upside. That's 
pretty much how I was yeah. looking at this. And, I'm not like, and, and and I think it's because that you know, uh, it's because J.K. Dobbins gets the first crack at the touchdowns, right? Pretty yeah. much. And I'm not excited about either of these guys in my lineup, but definitely if you need somebody to just fill in, you can you can get by. It's not going to be fantastic, but you're not going to be left hanging, and that's really all you can ask for. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.